In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Being persistent can really pay off. The salesman ignores your first four objections and presses on to close the deal. Children wear down mom and dad until they finally relent and give in. How many dogs and cats owe their cushy lives to the persistence of children? Children even get worn down by persistent parents and will finally do their homework or clean their room. Persistence can get you what you want. It's still dark outside when the widow gets up, lights a lamp, gets ready to make her way through the early morning streets to the court to be first in line to see the judge. She's in a long-standing dispute, but because she's a widow, she has no protection, no influence, no one to speak up for her, and no money for a lawyer. All she can do is beg the judge to rule in her favor. And she's come here many, many times before. Time after time, she gets up early to be first in line to speak to the judge. And every time, the judge refuses to rule in her favor and sends her away. The judge is his own man. He doesn't he does what he wants. He doesn't care who he hurts or whether it's right or wrong. He doesn't fear God or respect men. That morning he takes his seat in court and he looks up and he groans. There at the front of the line is that bothersome widow again. She is again standing there waiting to be heard. He's heard it all before. He doesn't want to hear it all again. He's had enough. So when the widow comes forward, he says, okay, okay, I give up. I can't take it anymore. I rule in your favor. Now go, leave me alone. Even though he doesn't fear God or respect men, he gives in so the widow will cause him no more trouble. So what does this parable mean? When we want something from God, we should just be persistent and we'll receive it. It would be easy to take this lesson and say that you need to be persistent in your prayers and if you continue in persistent prayer, God eventually will give in and grant you your request. Lord, give me a big raise. Lord, grant me that promotion at work. Lord, get me a bigger house, a bigger television, a bigger car. Lord, give me an A on this test that I didn't study for. Lord, Please have this girl like me. Lord, give me the newest, latest, greatest iPhone. There's many popular churches where this is the main message. If you are faithful and pray the right prayers, God will open up the storehouse of blessings and pour them out on you. They teach that the reason you don't have big things is you don't pray for big things. They teach that your faith activates the power of God. <clears throat> Those who reject God altogether basically believe the same thing. In the book, The Secret, the author Rhonda Byrne teaches about a law of attraction and that your thoughts become things. By visualizing something, you can put in an order with the powers of the universe and the universe will deliver. You don't even need to pray to God. You can just Picture what you want, and it will be provided. Is this what the parable is about? Is it teaching you to be persistent in 
asking for stuff from God, and if you are persistent, God will deliver? Let's take a closer look. What does the widow want? Does the widow want money or belongings? Does she want power or privilege? She wants justice. She wants things to be right. She's not asking for stuff. She's asking for justice. So pray for justice. Pray for vindication over your adversaries. Pray for an end to sin and evil. Pray for the devil and his angels to be destroyed forever because they bring so much trouble and heartache into the world. The evening news can feel like a report on the workings of the devil. Wars and violence, threats to use nuclear weapons, a madman killing Tiny children at a daycare center in Thailand. Serial killers on the loose. Huge, violent criminal organizations flooding our cities and towns with drugs. And if that wasn't bad enough, sometimes the drugs are laced with fatal doses of fentanyl. We watched the coverage of trials where whole families were slaughtered. We hear about children being abused in unspeakable ways by adults in positions of trust. We hear about sin and perversion being promoted and encouraged. We see the anger of people protesting that they cannot end the life of their unborn children without restriction. We see the devil's work watching the evening news. Pray for restoration. Pray for justice. Pray for evil to be overcome by good. We can see the devil's work amongst our family and friends. We see alcoholism and drug abuse devastating families. There's anger and conflict and infidelity between husbands and wives. Two people who have pledged to love one another forever instead live in resentment and bitterness and betrayal. Far too often we hear about yet another family devastated by divorce as the devil works his evil, tearing people apart. Pray for healing. Pray for peace. Pray for justice. The devil hates Christianity. Around the world, Christians are being persecuted because they are followers of Jesus. On a recent Sunday morning, 25 Hindu extremists entered Pastor Arjun's church in India and beat him for an hour, leaving him hospitalized. And when his landlord heard about the beating, he evicted the pastor and his family, leaving them homeless. In Afghanistan, Christians are being hunted down and killed. The church there is now completely underground. There's open persecution in North Korea, Somalia, Yemen, Nigeria, Pakistan, and so many other countries around the world. The world is hurting. Pray for freedom. Pray for righteousness. In your life, you face illness and injury, pain and disability. People you love are taken from you in death, and so there is much sadness and mourning. Pray for comfort. Life is hard, and you struggle to resist great pressure to conform to the pattern of this world. You struggle against the constant message to give in to the ways of the world Reject Jesus as your Lord and become Lord of your own life. 
There is tremendous pressure to stop struggling and just give in to your every desire and find true peace and happiness in self-indulgence and self-centeredness. The struggle's real. And too often you give in to this pressure to conform and you indulge your desires in ways contrary to God's will. But you don't find peace and happiness. Instead, you're left feeling empty and agitated. And the world tries to tell you that you just need more of what has left you feeling empty. Repent of your failures. Confess your sins. Receive Jesus' forgiveness. Pray for righteousness. There is so much trouble and heartache in the world, so much sin, so much persecution, so much death, so much influence of the devil. When will it end? When will enough be enough? When will Christians get the reward promised by God? When will God give justice by eliminating evil in the world? Why does God even allow evil? How long, O oh Lord? How long will the devil be allowed to continue to prowl around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour? Come, Lord Jesus. Come now. Come, Lord Jesus. Come back and bring justice. End all of the trouble and heartache and violence and death. Come, Lord Jesus. Bring justice to your people. As a Christian, you recognize that you're a poor, miserable sinner, weak and powerless. Like the powerless widow coming to the judge, you come before God without any resources and plead for mercy and justice. Jesus has promised to return. He has promised to bring justice. Blessed are the, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be satisfied. Be persistent. Be patient. Jesus ascended into heaven 2,000 years ago. And you can get discouraged. You can lose heart. You can start to think that Jesus is never coming back. But he will. So pray. And do not lose heart. God has promised to conquer evil and lift up those made righteous by Jesus Christ. This is why you gather together each Sunday morning to confess your sins and hear the words of forgiveness and to cry out to God for mercy. In one of the communion liturgies, I proclaim, as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And you cry out, come. Lord Jesus. You pray, thy kingdom come. You gather together to eat and drink the body and blood of Jesus Christ given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. You receive the forgiveness won for you by Jesus' suffering and death on the cross. You receive a foretaste of the feast to come. You are made right with God as you look for Jesus to return and the whole world to be restored. Pray you remain safe in the ark of the Christian church. Pray you remain awake and faithful until the day, return, 
until the day of the Lord's return so he will find faith on earth. Get up out of bed on Sunday morning and come and come before the judge and plead for justice and righteousness to come to you and all the world. Do it week after week after week. Be persistent. Don't give up. Continue to gather together as a family around the gifts of the Lord. Remember who you are. You are a baptized child of God, redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Cry out for justice. Cry out for rescue from this veil of tears. Cry out for Jesus to return to judge and destroy evil. Be tireless. Continue to cry out for your need for Jesus to come back. Stay faithful. Stay together. Remain in Jesus. Be persistent. Pray. And do not lose heart. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise to confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed.